everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Knock at the Cabin, the new M. Night Shyamalan film that came out last week. Uh, and we are going to talk about it, and we are going to spoil it. So if you care about spoilers, uh, you're good for about 40 minutes, and then we will do the review. So you've been warned. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. It's Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. You got you to gotta sit through our new segments before we get to the... Uh, to the review itself we won't spoil anything until we get there right yeah yeah exactly but uh so dylan let's hear uh, what you what you find this week okay so we've started to get some of the uh big game tv spots trickling in slash trailers yes the big say, game we can't say super bowl on this uh dylan podcast. we're oh, gonna get sorry. demonetized great um one of which i'm not sure if this is tied into the super bowl but it's a uh fast x trailer <laughs> boy um it was tied with tickets going on sale. That's I think it's like it's in May. Early, that's yeah. inappropriate. Like, how are they going to lock up my A list like that? I know for three months. How dare yeah. they? Luckily, you're going to Regal. So you yeah, luckily I'm it. going to Regal, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, okay, so we got like a full. This wasn't just like a TV spot. We got like a full two minute something trailer. Um, yeah, three forty four. Really? Yes. Dang, it felt it, it flew past. Yeah, but like a minute. Um, what did you think of it, Michael? Okay, I literally just watched it before we recorded. So, um, I guess if we did, we already say, and I just spaced out that we are recording this Sunday morning because we we normally record Tuesday night. For those of you that longtime listeners, um, would know that, but this Tuesday is Valentine's Day, and then the previous day, Monday, uh, we uh have stuff to do, and this Sunday is a Super Bowl, and I have a Super Bowl party, so. Sunday morning it is. Here we are. So there's a good chance that like there's some crazy news that we missed and there's Super Bowl trailers that we haven't seen. But yeah, we'll talk about those next week. There's definitely some other ones, but we'll we'll break them down. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll break them down for you next week. Um, so I watched this Fast X trailer this morning, <laughs> and it's it's great. So it's great. However, did it wake you up? It it did. But like it's <laughs> it's just it's been a minute since I've seen a fast trailer, and let me tell you, like if they take themselves the trailers take themselves so seriously you would think this is like the dramatic event of the year like get ready because this is very serious michael everything is on the line family is in jeopardy as always it's got yeah. aquaman in it we got new family yeah yeah brie larson yeah but you have brie larson and aquaman so you have everyone who's been in a fast movie basically like yeah imagine if like avengers came out and then every movie after that every avenger was in it you know it's kind of like that you know um <laughs> charlie staren i thought it was like she was spared but then like she was in the after like is there's, the, like, a, there's like there's an after credit credits. scene to this, to this trailer yeah there is um uh okay where do i start um I, so it, it looks Jason like Momoa as the new villain yeah it looks like they're getting back to uh, a lot of car stuff which is cool there's a race, it looks like, which I know um, has been missing. I feel like I don't well, know why they're racing. Dylan, but, uh, I, li- I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Of course. Yeah. So I appreciate that being represented. I feel seen. But Michael, I don't know how I feel about there's like some revisionist history going on here. Hasn't there always um, been there? It's like more blatant now because okay. they've like transposed Momoa into Fast and the Furious 5 in this trailer. Um, like all the scenes with the vault where he like got knocked off the bridge and where he was standing there and they took the vault, those are just fast and furious five scenes, but they have like put Momoa in them to give him like some history that he needs a revenge for. Okay. He's, the, he's now the son of the villain from fast five. Um, and he was apparently there. We just didn't see him. I uh, mean, look, they're like reaching the action. Not like looking on from afar. He was like there, there. And you just missed him. He was just like a henchman, I guess. Now, you know. Now the that's obviously ridiculous, but it is Fast Ten. So like, I are do we are we really concerned with filmmaking integrity here? With the with no, the integrity I just think it's story? interesting. I haven't seen that done before. So so um so then the next question that to that Dylan is: Would you be okay if future releases of Fast Five had Momoa inserted in them? Absolutely, the Momoa cut. Yeah, yeah, then we'll release it, you cowards. Mm-hmm. I hope they um, did that. I mean, I'm okay with it. I, I stuff like that happens all the time in like 
saw or oh you didn't remember me i was the police officer who was standing over here when true you know i don't know like it's fine they, they gotta they gotta get momoa in the movie so yeah they gotta give him some stakes and uh he's obviously just like out for blood trying to kill the family someone in the family i don't know i did i did one of those test screening trailers for this michael like months ago i and I it forgot was about very that. different it was, was completely it? different. There were it was tons of Momoa in the trailer. Um, like mostly Momoa. Really? Yeah, it was interesting. Um I wonder why. You think they were like, trying to gauge like whether or not you're interested in seeing a lot of Momoa? I guess, but the whole trailer was like about how bad he is and how he's evil and I don't know. It was like kind of boring to be honest. Interesting. Um, it had a lot of green screen effects, but um I appreciated the effects in this one. I like the uh like Dom taking out the helicopter. The two helicopters. Car. Yeah. Yeah. He I mean, with his car. If uh, that's what if that's what they're showing us in the trailer, Dylan. Just, just wait. Wait until yeah. we see it in 40x. Now, when is the time travel, Michael? When's it going to happen? Is it time travel or space? What are we going with? Well, we've kind of done space, so like it's time to time travel. Wait, right? have we done? Have we done space? I mean, they went to space last movie, like the atmosphere, like. They floated oh. in space, you know. Okay, well, they didn't go I, to like the moon or something. If that's what you mean. That's oh, like when I when planet. I say space, I mean like they got the suits on. They are fully intending to. Two two of them went. Um, yeah, I think they're counting that. But I I I feel you. I think they could go farther into space. Yeah, but so time travel is that what we're going with. Um. Yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah, I think they're I think they're gonna do it. I think they're going to do the time travel, but how? I think that they need to fight the fast one cast, you know? <laughs> so young Nom, young yeah. Letty, and the rest? Yeah, I guess they would run into some issues with Paul Walker. I'm not sure how you do that, but they yeah. could time travel or something. They could save Gal Gadot or something. I don't know. Is he the only one who has hasn't been returned? back? Yeah. I'm calling it. She's going to be in this one, Michael, or the next one. One of the two. This this isn't it. They're not wrapping it up on ten. No, eleven. Oh, Fast Nine, X 10, Furious. Eleven are like a trilogy or something. Okay. You didn't know that they're also tied together and with a cohesive trilogy. How, how oh, do you not realize? Yeah. Oh, that's 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 my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, excuse okay. me. So get your tickets for Fast Ten. That comes out in May. We're gonna end of May. Forty X. Yeah, which is I highly recommend. I was explaining 40x to a customer yesterday, um, and they were like, "That sounds awful. Why would I want to do that?" And I said, "Well, because I wouldn't do it with a regular movie that I care about or like. You know, or, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Not that I dislike this, but like, I wouldn't go see this with like, I don't know, like Ladybird 40x. <laughs> no, well, like even a Marvel movie. Like, I wouldn't go see a Marvel movie." first time in 40x like i yeah. feel like it would be distracting to go see black panther in 40x but like fast 10 let's go if you don't know 40x it's like a roller coaster ride you are strapped into this row of chairs and they thrash you about uh sprinkle you with water uh blast air in your face and scents so this i've never smells but i've, I've never, never really know i've noticed it a little bit but it's like always so faint it's not worth it i don't believe you know? the scent i think that's already blasted lie. with the scent I want, yeah, I want it to be like new car smell, just like. Oh yeah, come on. Um, anyway, they could do like some Hawaiian breeze, <laughs> yes, scenes, and then some like. I guess I don't know what would Dom scent be. Grease family. Oh yeah, Grease. You're right. Mm. Yeah. Family. <laughs> and then John Cena could get a scent. Forgot he's in this movie. He had a little. Couple I, I know. Shots I was like, too. "Oh, John Cena's driving." And what? Jason Statham, uh, Shaw is in it too. Is, is The Rock gonna be in it? He's not. Hobbs is done. He doesn't want to. He wants his own headlining movie. You know. Oh Lord. He's a team player. Yeah. Okay. You ready to move on from Fast X? Uh, sure, sure. I think I think okay. we're good. I think we've got it covered. We do have a. Uh, Big game spot coming up for slash full trailer for the Flash, the movie that comes yes. out um this summer sometime. Uh huh. Yeah, June. Yeah, 16th. sometime. It's it's this year. 
and we got the first poster for the movie. Yeah, um, I know. I saw that yesterday. I find this poster to be a little ridiculous, Michael. Um, it's the okay. first Flash poster, like movie poster ever, and it's just like Batman. It's a, it's in the Batcave. He's standing in the Batcave. You can see the Bat plane above him. Right. And uh, I understand wanting to like obscure uh, Ezra Miller, like, the Flash. Yeah. Um, like they probably didn't want to show them in the like full on in the poster, but like you could have right. done it in a more flashy way. You know what I mean? Right. I. It's, so it's just like it's Batman. <laughs> I. So I, I had the sort of same opinion when we saw this trailer, or I'm sorry, the poster at work yesterday. And some people were like, oh, wow, that's a really great poster. I love it. That's so cool. It's so exciting. I was like, is it? It looks very not like a Flash poster. I mean, the poster itself is fine. If you had replaced him with Batman. It's the same. Like, It's a fine poster for a Batman movie. Right. It's just, I mean, if it didn't have that Flash, I mean, if I didn't, I don't know, like, it's... It I it it's a very mid poster to me. I think the draw of this movie is the Batman show because both Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck are in it. Um, and apparently, according to Gunn, there's a new Batman at the end. Oh, uh, okay, which is kind of what we were predicting when yeah. they announced the slate. Um, so there's like potentially three Batman in this movie. So I think that's like what they're banking on. You know? Wow. You okay. gotta market something, but yeah, fair enough. We keep hearing how good the movie is, so uh, we'll see. I yeah, I think the trailer will be pretty revealing. Yeah, well, we'll 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 definitely have that covered for you next week for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. So there's that new Star Wars movie coming out from Damon Lindelof, or I yes. say coming out, uh, potentially being made by Damon <laughs> Lindelof, uh, being written or something like that. It's being discussed. It's in active development. And this is the one uh, I'm most excited about because it apparently takes place after uh, the sequel trilogy, after The okay. Rise of Skywalker, which I've been asking for. I'd really like to see something where like it moves forward a bit, you know? Um, and I like Damon Lindelof. Uh, he did Lost, which I liked a lot. And then he right. did uh, Watchmen, obviously. Which um, was so good. Yeah. But the uh, the casting calls for both like a black male and black female lead, which is pretty cool because Star Wars has historically in that department yeah. as well. Historically, had some issues there. Um, but the rumor is that Yaya Abdul Mateen is uh, in the running for the for the lead character. Um, that's awesome, and, he, and he's great. So I would love that. And um, they work together from Watchmen, so that's exactly. He played a mystery character in. Watch yeah. it. Don't, don't click the article that we're looking at. <laughs> um, I, I feel like that, that spoiler is out of the bag at this point. No, I'm gonna. That's the spoiler that I'm gonna leave in the bag until the okay. end of time. Because no one watched the show, so it's, it's still a spoiler. Who watches um, The Watchmen? Only us, apparently. Yeah, only us. Um, I my only like slight worry is that he'll become a little overexposed. Um, you think? Because he he did like the DC. He's doing. Uh, maybe leading Star, Star Wars. Wars, he's Wonder Man in in Marvel coming up. Uh, I'm hoping they don't just like run him into the ground and make people like tired of him. You know, right? I'm assuming that won't happen. But that's he like... was Candyman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. Has I'm anyone kidding. like simultaneously had a Marvel, Star Wars, and DC gig before? I don't know. At this, like at the same time, I don't think Although so. I guess his DC ones likely over but he's in aquaman too so he's still oh is he yeah but is he fired <laughs> i don't know we'll <laughs> see um but that's like that's a lot you know that's that all is, the, that's that's a lot it's all the franchises but i think he's great so he could pull it off you know absolutely um let's see we had a big disney investor call yes uh, where they went over they feike i mean um bob Iger spilled some tea and then he also announced like the state of Disney and they're talking to, like I said, investors. So telling them like what's going to make them money and how they did last year, basically, or how they did in the last quarter. Um, and in an attempt to like drum up some excitement, they announced some animation movies coming out. 
uh, all sequels, which I'm a little bummed about, but um, of the course. movies that they announced are Toy Story 5, Frozen 3, and Zootopia 2. Okay. Um, I like... I guess I'll start. I like when... um, I, I kind of like the original new movies more than... Like, I'd rather have, like, a Soul or a Luca or a Ryan right. the Last rather Dragon. Than, rather than yet another Toy Story. Yeah, I feel like Toy Story's done, especially with the way 4 ended and they split up, like... Right. It's real weird because I think, like, um, 3 was so well-received and 4 was not. And they ended 4, like you said, in such a way that, like, they can just be done. Yeah. Well, I mean, but... Because and they, Buzz, like... Went their separate ways. They also know? did that with, with three, though. They ended three in a way that should have been the end of Toy Story. Agreed. Um, but here we are. But Toy Story is a cash cow, so they're going to milk it True. until no one wants it anymore. Um, Zootopia 2, I'm kind of surprised that didn't happen before. Yeah. Honestly. Um, I, I've honestly kind of forgot about Zootopia. It's been so long. Yeah. The furries need to eat. So we've got to release Zootopia 2. And then uh, Frozen 3. I liked Frozen 2 better than Frozen 1. So, like, if that trajectory continues, then I'm like, Frozen 3 is something to look forward to. Uh, but do we need it? I don't know. You no. know what I mean? No, we did don't. Did you see Frozen 2? Did we review it? I can't I remember. did not see Frozen 2. Okay. It was good. I, I liked it. I'm, um, I'm sure. <laughs> that's exactly your type of movie. Yeah. Um, I love... I, I liked the first Frozen fine. Yeah. I just don't care. Um, they also announced that they're letting go. Not they're not firing. They're they're <laughs> moving away from seven thousand uh, restructuring. They're reducing our workforce workforce by <laughs> apo- approximately seven thousand jobs. Ooh. So they're firing seven thousand people, and that's pretty major. Um, they're trying to cut five point five billion in in uh, costs. Ooh. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, this is like part of the new initiative from Bob. Bob Iger, who just took retook over after like you know fifteen years doing it or whatever. Um, it's unfortunate. I hope yeah. that they t- take care of those people with nice severance packages. And I know. hope so. Um, Man, but you know it is. Even Disney isn't like thriving. You know, so I mean, yeah, that that really should tell you the sort of the state uh, of the industry and how potentially perilous some of this stuff can be. Yeah, exactly. So um he also dropped some tea in like post interview about um do you know who, who uh Ike Perlmutter is? He used to run no. uh he used to run Marvel Comics, Marvel Entertainment. Oh, okay. Um I think you would know like him from stories and stuff from uh before like C B Sabolsky took over. This was like 2015 okay. he ran it something like that um not too long ago but he used to be in charge of all the comics and he is famous for uh being like hard to work with a bit and um also like ultra conservative to the point oh. where he there was like a creative mandate against like any form of diversity and stuff <laughs> it was like really yeah, he was Yikes. He, he wasn't he wasn't the greatest. A lot of people had problems with him. Yeah. And um apparently no kidding. Kevin Feige did too. Kevin Feige worked under him for a bit or with him um when Marvel movies and Marvel comics were like both under Marvel Entertainment. Right. And then um apparently they had so much trouble working together. Uh Ike was trying to wanted to get Feige fired. Wow. Um, which is like pretty wild because he's like the most successful producer of all time. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Well, that's crazy. But he wanted to get him fired, so Iger revealed that that was the reason they split off Marvel Studios from Marvel Entertainment because he needed to get Feige into his own, like, be his own boss, basically his own, uh, like, section, not under Ike Perlmutter. Okay. So that so that his job would be safe and that he wouldn't get fired. Um, wow, that's pretty interesting. That's like, yeah, that's re- that's like definitely a ding on. Perlmutter who's he's doing some kind of bid Michael right now to like get back into Disney like somehow like take control back I don't know exactly what the details are but why would that work like why would like I don't I don't know exactly (laughs) I mean are they unhappy with the current state of things um yes but that's why they brought 
Bob Iger back, so I think things are looking up now. A lot of people okay. were very happy with this call. Um, they felt like, you know, the ship was being steered in the right direction again. Um, okay. It was also about the parks a lot too, which is their big money maker. Um, I don't know. They're expanding uh, Avatar, uh, of course. Um, oh yeah, of course. And uh, you know, lots of other stuff, but um. I don't know. I think we have we have good stuff to look forward to. You know, it's not okay. as a, it's not as bleak as it was a couple a couple months ago. Um, okay, we have another like kind of like industry story. I guess it's about I, everybody's been talking about this. Yeah, it's a hot topic right now, so I feel like we have to cover it. Um, it is the AMC uh, ticket ticket uh, gate sur- surcharge uh, ticket uh, price uh, change. Um, they are restructuring the way they sell tickets in that there are three tiers of different kinds of seats in the theater. Um, I'm trying to find what they're called. There was yeah, I don't, was I don't, like, I don't have it, but like, yeah, there's like premium and I, I forget what they call them, but like, there's three like price tiers of of seating. I, a, there's okay, so there's value sightline value, which are go. like the bad seats. Front row, yeah, front row. Uh, and then there's like preferred sightline, which is okay seats, um, like in the middle section, but not like super middle or centered, you know. Or yeah. no, then they, those are standard, and then there's preferred sightline, um, which are like the premium seats, which seem to okay. be like half of them are like premium, uh, based on some of the maps that I've seen. But okay. those are going to be charged two dollars more for the preferred sightline. Um, it's worth noting this is not this doesn't apply to a list. Uh, of course, they they never get surcharges on anything, right? No. So that will continue. Well, so, um, I, so what's interesting to me? I think the better. Okay, so clearly, lots of people are upset about this. Um, and I think the better way to have done this would have been, um, rather than do it as a surcharge, to do a discount on the worst seats. I said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think. But either either way, so like Dylan and I talked about this a little bit when the article came out a couple of days ago. Um, I think I don't actually I don't conceptually have a problem with this um, because so I, I can refute my own argument here. Um, but so sporting events, theater, uh, play, whatever, they all do this, right? Like it's not it's not a surcharge, but tickets to different locations cost different amounts of money um, based on where you're seating. Of where you're sitting, I should say. And I really don't mind. That makes sense to me. Um, however, it's a real weird look when this is... It's weird to do it now. If it was always this way, I don't think people would complain. Um, yeah. But the the obvious uh, refute of what I said, of, of that argument that I just made, is that a concert is a unique experience every time. A movie is going to play out the same way every time, no matter how many times you go. So therefore, it, it shouldn't be the same. Which I I yeah. get I get, um, but I don't know. I I I think how do we know how big the surcharge is going to be? It's two dollars. I I, I feel I, a little bit differently, kind of the same, but like I understand it like you do in the sense that like we do live in a capitalist society and like that's just the way it is, you know, right. and like theaters aren't thriving they're like suffering so they're no i i understand i'm empathetic to the fact that they're like scrambling for ways to get more money you know right um to stay alive but like it it does suck like just like if you zoom out and look at it like without any of the context it sucks because it's like theaters it's nice that they're like a little bit equalized you know it's like you can just go and like I don't want not like to be sappy, but like you can go and like just sit in a dark room and like no one else matters and it's like everyone's the same. You know what I mean? Everyone's having the same exact right. experience. Uh well because here they are, Dylan. Because here they are. But right. you know what I mean? It's a right. weird, no, it's I do. Like unfortunate to introduce like a classism aspect to buying tickets that wasn't there before. It was like right. a little bit of a haven. And it still is. It's just like um annoying yeah. to do that. Yeah, I and I could see people being like, "Ugh." 
Now, if well, and the if regular there was, seats are being loud, like some like annoying right. like elitist people too. You know, if there if there was something, I I think they could justify it because there's they're doing nothing to justify it other than we're we're raising the price. It is what it is. Now, if there if this came with the premium seats are also upgraded, like this the the chairs themselves are better, or maybe you get a free drink, or you know what I'm saying, like something comes with it, like um. The theaters that you go back to are the ones that made the experience better, you know, like those. And if I'm just paying more than an AMC, no, I, I don't care. Obviously, I have a list. I also don't I have I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. It's not going to yeah. make me not go to a movie. Right. But it might make lots of people not go to a movie, you know? Yeah. So. And like, um, I think it's just going to I'm anticipating uh, everyone just. Or a lot of people buying cheap seats and moving to the better seats, and then you got someone in your spot, and you know AMC right. is not going to police that or care. No so way. Like, hey, can you move? And it's just gonna. No one's going to adhere to that. I feel like and, I've had a lot less of that um, lately. Um, I think th- the whole world is used to selected seats at this point. So, but I, I get I get what you're saying. But when they can save money, uh, right? Go pay some for the cheap ones. Do that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think they're going to take it back at some point. If I had to guess, I don't think it's going to work very well. <laughs> I, I think they, I think they should restructure it, you know, Any... build, build it into some sort of a better, more premium experience or something. Um, well, there's already like premium screens like Dolby right. RPX or, you know, uh, Regal, but um, IMAX, all that stuff. Uh, the ideal thing with them to, build more of those and then they could charge more for tickets with those, but they right. want to offer nothing <laughs> and have you pay more, which is always like, feels like a ding, but right. But I don't know. I'm, I'm still going to AMC. It's right by my house. So, yeah. I mean, there's no like arguing with proximity. <laughs> well, okay. Cinemark is closer, but come on. It, and it's not a good Cinemark. No, it doesn't even and have they, the, and they don't have unlimited. No, they well, they, they, get get out of here with that with that they one movie a few a month. Bucks. I I I can see myself having both, you know, A list and Cinemark. Dang, but never just Cinemark. That's too much. As soon as AMC opens up near me, you're I'll back. gladly get an A list. Yeah, but those are all my news stories. Okay, well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we are going to do our picks of the week. I will go first. I am picking an Archie horror comic, which I've always enjoyed those. Um, The Chilling Adventure of Betty, the final girl. Uh, It's a one shot. Um, And these are always fun. I really like the Chilling Adventures sort of gimmick and this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun it's betty versus a slasher in the woods can't go wrong with that yeah um my pick is marvel voices wakanda forever number one it's being released uh in celebration of black history month and it is about specifically wakandan characters and uh written and drawn by black creators so it seems pretty cool nice um very cool um so getting into my news here um (laughs) So, you know, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, Dylan? Yes. Okay, so I, I haven't seen it. I don't particularly care to. And I've always, I thought of, we've thought about this movie kind of as like a joke film. Um, it be, well, because it is, yes. Um, but there's an Australian Blu-ray releasing company called Umbrella. And they've got a really premium version of this movie coming out. Like, I'm sending a better picture here so you can see it. I'm looking um, at it. Yeah, it's it's like got it's high-end packaging high-end everything this looks super nice so is there maybe something we don't know about blood and honey is this movie actually good no it's okay okay 
I just wanted to make sure. Like, I, I, I'm getting swayed a little bit, but the packaging's cool. I like the book. Oh my! Yeah, it comes uh, in like a, a little. Yeah, it looks really nice. They've got a bunch of this company does some really really high end stuff, and you do have to be careful if you're buying overseas Blu-rays because a lot of it won't uh, play in your player. Um, 4Ks will. 4Ks are region free, um, but Blu-ray is not. Hmm. Okay. Um, in the Stephen King adaptation news, as we always um, talk about. Uh, he had uh, his most recent his no his second most recent novel is a novel called Billy Summers that I really quite enjoyed. Um, is going to be um, adapted for in a film uh, by J.J. Abrams and Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, they're producing it. Um, we don't know much. Uh, this is from from Deadline. Um, the original plan was for the move the the book to be adapted as a limited series, but they um, Deadline has confirmed that it's now taking shape as a film, a feature film. Um, so Bad Robot and Appian Way, which is... Is it a horror movie? No, it's not. It's a, it's a thriller. It's about a... Uh, oh, what do you call it? An assassin? Like a hired... Oh, I'll just read it to you. Um, Billy Summers is a hitman who is looking to retire and takes one last highly lucrative job to feather his nest. The job requires him to embed himself in a quiet town where he pretends to be an aspiring writer. Uh, writer. Uh, so it's that. It's... Okay. It's it's really really good. It's I really enjoyed that book. Um so we'll we'll keep you tuned up to date uh as we know more. Um and, and and this next story is another we don't know a lot about this news but I thought it's interesting to bring up. Uh Terrifier uh, and ter- <laughs> it's funny that the the headline here is Terrifier 2 director Damien Leone who is also the Terrifier 1 director. He's directed both of them. I don't, he didn't just direct Terrifier 2. Um, he is going to be working with Sam Raimi's Ghost House Pictures. So um, before Terrifier 3 comes out, he is going to be doing something um, with Sam Raimi's production company, which is, I don't, I'm not a huge Sam Raimi fan, but that's a really big deal for Damien Leone. That's awesome. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't know what it is. We don't know anything about it other than um, that it's, that it exists. Um, although, we did get a little bit of Terrifier 3 tidbits. He goes, I am writing Terrifier 3 as we speak. I definitely want to make at least one more. There may be two to tell the story and tackle all the ideas I have in my head because there's a lot more to explore with Art the Clown, the Pale Girl, Victoria, and certainly Sienna as our final girl. We will be following the journey to the end of this franchise. Um, so there you go. Um, Dylan, are you a fan of... So you know, oh, you know what? I've not, We have some synergy in our lists here. We have Vin Diesel appearing again. Are you oh, a fan of the well, Riddick franchise, Dylan? Uh, mildly. I've seen them. I, <laughs> I enjoy them. I like the first one. I like Pitch Black. And I like the the video game. Chronicles of Riddick video game was very good. Anyway, they're making a fourth Riddick film, which is a very big surprise to me. Um, So, David, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's very hard. Twohi? Okay. Um, it, Who did all the other ones is coming back to write and direct it. Uh, and it's going to be Riddick 4 called Riddick Furia. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, our lead quote, our legions of fan have fans have demanded it for years and we're finally ready to honor their call to action with Riddick Furia. Uh, Two, he said, my, col- uh, my collaboration with Vin and one race has spanned 20 fruitful years as together we've created three movies, two video games an anime production and motion comics for the internet. This new big screen event will see a return to Riddick's home world, and we finally get to explore Riddick's genesis. Um, okay. Who, who cares? I like, would rather a new creator come in. Yes. Yeah, I also think the first one was the only one that is really worth talking about because it's real low Wait. budget. Pitch black. Is that title a word? No. Wait, say it again. Furia? Is that how you say it? Okay. No, I'm making that up. Furry, okay. Furians, F-U-R-Y-A. Furia? I thought it was like Furia. But oh, Furia? Yeah, that makes sense. It could Furia. 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 I don't Furia. know. No, no, Furia makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I already I already hate it, though. Oh, yeah, well, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a made-up word, and you shouldn't have that in the title if it's ambiguous. We already have Furiosa. Like... Yeah. Um, yeah, Furia. That, that, I don't know why I didn't put that together. Um, I like either Furia way. better. Furia. Um, either way, this, who cares? So there you go. Um, Witches, the comic from Scott Snyder and uh, 
art by jock is is gonna whiches yeah which is with a y um uh with art by jock is gonna get uh an adaptation uh for amazon so this reported by variety um which is is really good uh came out uh, 2014 i think um it's a it's a horror comic i don't need to go further into it but um amazon has ordered um a tv series out of it so that's super exciting i hope it actually comes out but it's amazon in so the infant dies, i hope they do something with it and like right <laughs> paper girls which came and went and no one saw it and or I, for, it. I forgot that happened um unfortunately and like tales from the loop and yeah i don't know this is yep. bad news to me yeah it's right. unfortunate i mean i'm happy that something is getting done with witches but not not like any, this any other studio i would prefer right um so dylan are you familiar with the viral horror videos the back rooms i am now okay so if you're not um the back rooms the back rooms is a youtube series um that's based on a copy pasta i'm sorry a creepy pasta um of the same name it's sort of liminal spaces and just creepy vibes think skinnamarink uh i'm guessing that's probably why this is getting a deal slender man skinnamarink creepypasta stuff you know um but anyway so it was created by this person named kane parsons who is 17 and is is still in high school but um a24 is uh has optioned it to make a a feature like film and he and it's going to be produced by james wan um and we don't know much about it other than a24 is bringing the creator of the youtube series in to direct his first feature film based on the back rooms which is very interesting he filmed he filmed these there's a bunch of videos you can just type in the back rooms in google or uh, in youtube and you'll see um it's interesting so i wonder how something like this will work and in a long form i don't really know but yeah i'm curious um yeah because it's not the videos don't really have like a narrative or no no it's all vibes and stuff i'm wondering if he'll have like a co-director or so he has someone writing it that is a professional yeah but that's really i'm rooting for him i hope me too he does a good job but that's a little scary we'll still stick with it the you know as it gets closer to it um getting into our big two big game ads so we had Vin Diesel appearing on both of our newses. Now we have Michelle Rodriguez appearing on both of our newses. Uh, the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves big game spot uh, has, has been released on the internet and it does a, nothing new. It's not, I don't know, even know why they did it. To remind us of what's coming out. Is that it? Like how much money, with how much money Super Bowl ads costs? Cost? Yeah. Like I feel like. I do think maybe it like it does bode well or it's like a good sign for the movie if they're willing to spend money to market it. That's true. You know? So like that's true. It makes me a little bit more hopeful. The action still looks fun. Uh and it's I mean the action the, looks fun. Right. I'll give it that. There's another there's another hint, Michael, that it will be good. I was looking okay. at the um it's also premiering at the South by Southwest Film Festival. It's like their really? premiere, their prestige movie, prestige. But D&D? it's like the one who paid, yeah. It's at South by. There. Okay. And like traditionally, like South by does have the more genre films and more like action, yeah, kind of things. But like normally, they're ones that will like be well received or people they think will be like everything everywhere all at once and things sure, like sure. that will will premiere there. Not that this is on that level, but you know what I mean. Of course. Um, wow. Okay, like freak like freaky premiered there, you know, like things. That so, like, so reading reading life. into the 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 tea leaves a little bit, you can sort of. I think maybe this will be fun. I don't know. I'm 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 starting to change my tune. Okay, well, I'm I'm definitely hopeful. Um, last two things here is um, we got a big game ad for Scream Six, which looks great still. Um, I am so excited for Scream Six. What do you think about this this uh, spot, Dylan? It was uh, also amazing. I'm very yes. excited. I'm really like craving this type of movie for some reason right now. Something fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm just like experiencing Oscar burnout a little bit. So sure. I want like, I want a and I want to scream. Um, and uh, it was short. 
which I like. Um, I feel like I've seen too much already of the movie, so I kind of want to maybe I stop do, seeing trailers. I do agree with you there. I like, agree with I that. I already saw someone like crawling over a ladder who wasn't in like a group shot okay. later, and I'm like, well, I have okay. a I have a question about that ladder spot. So I've, I was that I can't recall. I've seen that exact spot in a horror film in the last thirty years, like a or the past twenty years, like of a ladder between two buildings and people on either side coaching people across. I don't remember what movie it's from, but I know I've seen it. It might be a scream, but I don't think it is. Does it? Does mm. that? Does it look it, familiar? It definitely to you? seems familiar. I, it's definitely been done before. But it might have been it, what movie? Urban Legend, maybe. I don't remember. I need to. I Googled it and I, I did a very cursory Google and couldn't find anything. So if you know what movie I'm talking about, let me know. Um, but to pair with Scream, they announced the Scream 6 fan event, which will be on March 9th, which is uh, the Thursday. It's the day before, but that's we, we all see those movies on Thursdays anyway. Uh, but, and it's going to be in 3D with, there's some special content curated for the event, which, whatever that means. So probably some behind the scenes stuff. Um, but, uh, attendees at this fan event will get a limited Scream 6 poster, which looks really freaking cool. So I am super into it. There it is, Dylan. You found Nerve. it. The movie Nerve. is Nerve. We saw Nerve. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. It is from Nerve. Okay. Unfortunate. Okay. Um, but wow, so Scream's this... ripping off Nerve, which Scream also has Emma Roberts. It's, maybe she's coming It's an back. homage. It's an homage. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you can get the Scream 6 poster, which is really, really cool. Uh, so I did switch my tickets from Dolby to go to Real D 3D for the fan event so I can get this poster because I want it. Um, I'm happy for you for getting the poster, but like, I'm scared, Michael. Like, I'm feeling the avatarification of movies again. Um, you think so? I feel like this wouldn't have been in Real D 3D uh, had <laughs> Avatar 2 not come out. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't, I don't want to continue you. it. We can stop at Scream, okay? Right. We don't need Ant-Man and, you know, I'm sure it is, but we don't need, like, all these movies in 3D again. I know. I, I, I agree with you. Um, last story before we get to our review. Uh, a new trailer that was not at all on my radar until it came out is this movie called Unseen uh, from Blumhouse um, and Paramount. is going to be directed by Yoko Okamura who directed something called 50 States of Fright, which I've never heard of. Um, and this is coming straight to digital on March 7th, which is surprising to me because I think the trailer is actually pretty good. Um, for me, anyway. I don't know. Dylan, what do you think about this trailer? The trailer looks fun. It looks... I think it's I think it's a fun theater watch to me. Like, Yeah, it seems... But you probably don't need to. But um, little, It does seem like a little, like... I don't want to say amateur, but not like it does. Slick, slickly made. Um, but right. I like I like the two leads a lot. They're from shows I like, uh, Midori Francis and Jolene Purdy. Um, so it's, it looks so, it looks really fun. I think the trailer was pretty cool. I it, I really liked it. So the plot is two women form an unlikely connection when a depressed gas station clerk Sam receives a call from Emily, a nearly blind woman who's running from her murderous ex in the woods. Emily must survive the ordeal with Sam being her eyes from afar using video call. Basically, she has to FaceTime her friend to avoid a slasher. And it, I like it. I, I'm about it, but it's digital only, so that tells you probably most of what you need to know. Um, when, it's a, when it's a studio like Blumhouse and Paramount going straight to digital, probably it's going to be mid to poor, but um, go watch the trailer and oh, decide yeah. for yourself. But if this isn't going to be like the boogeyman, which is the exact opposite, which is supposed to go straight to digital and is now going to be released in theaters. So we'll see. Um, but that is all my news. Um, stick around for our knock at the cabin review. Let's hear about those tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. 
there is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about Knock at the Cabin, the new M. Night Shyamalan film um, that debuted a week ago. And spoilers, full spoilers, um, we'll be talking about the film if and if you want to if you want to main, remain in the dark probably stop now um because i think it is better the less you know this movie i completely agree so i don't um, want to say like if you're planning on watching it just thanks for listening yeah well we'll see you next Bye. time yeah all right um so all right you've been warned so all right so knock at the cabin um is the follow-up to old which was not great and before that was old. The neighbors, what was it called? Was it the neighbors, the one with the old people? Oh yeah, there was that. But I think uh, was there something glass. else in between that I forgot? Glass. Mm. Yeah, did not like glass, but I did like the visit. The uh, visit, the visit. Thank you. I like the visit. And I like split. So like, it, it's I like very, split. Someone's very mixed for me. I don't know. Yeah, man. Okay. Yes. So anyway, so the plot: it's Dave Batista and some other people, Rupert Grint, and some other people that I don't think I recognize. Um, show up at a at a vacationing couple's uh, cabin in the woods that they're renting, like it's an Airbnb type situation, and drop the bomb on them that they have to choose someone to sacrifice, or the world's going to end. Basically, and you see the trailers; they tell you the plot. Um, yeah. So, expectations for this movie, Dylan. What where where were your expectations? So I thought the trailer was good. I did too. Compelling. You know, and I was like, oh, they're barely telling us anything, which I enjoy from a trailer. Um, uh-huh. And then I it made me want to read the book. But then, like, eventually I'm, I was I'm like, glad I didn't read the book. Just I, I feel like. Well, I know it does a lot different. different. OK, yeah. Um, But I read some it doesn't have like the best reviews. So I just kind of like I never got to it. Um, So I was fully surprised by the movie. But I was looking forward to seeing it. But um, like I said, Shyamalan, I. Like, I know it will, I will be engaged with the M. Night Shyamalan movie, you know? So there's at least that to look forward to. And I know I'll have, like, an opinion coming out of it. And that it's, like, something that I can talk about with people. Uh, Which, all that was fulfilled, I would say. Yeah. Um, So, what what, what do we talk about? Um, Because, so, it's it's interesting because the, the plot of the film is entirely contained in the trailer. There are not really any surprises. It's just yeah. longer, which it isn't a bad thing, I, I guess. Yeah, but I, I was telling you before, I was kind of waiting for something extra to happen, which right. was like, I hurt myself doing that because... Um, I was doing... is what we said it was. And like the main question throughout is like, one of the, one of the dads believes... Um, Daddy Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, was I, I forget the calling them that earnestly, Daddy <laughs> Andrew and Daddy Eric, and Batista says <laughs> at one point, and I was like, is this for comedy or or not? Uh, right, I couldn't tell, but um, one of the dads uh, <laughs> Daddy thinks that it's like uh towards the end that it's like a hoax, you know, that they're just like right, you know, committing a hate crime, I guess, and then right. one of the other and and one of the other ones is kind of like uh. I guess a bit more religious than the other and it's like kind of buys into what they're saying about the apocalypse happening. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think once they like solved that, all of that for me, all the tension went out the window with like, I, it's funny. I was at, I, I was grilling Michael before I saw the movie because he saw it a week before me about what gets answered and what doesn't. Cause I don't like to like anticipate if it's something that won't get answered, I don't want to wait for an answer that it not happened. Like that right. ruins it for me too. So I was like, do they at least answer whether or not this is happening? And Michael was like, yes, everything gets answered, which I was really happy about. And then I saw <laughs> the movie, Michael, and now I like wish there was a bit more ambiguity 
Right. Because they literally tell us everything like without question. They're like, oh. Which like is not against the rules, but like it's against Shyamalan rules, which is really weird. This movie was extremely straightforward. Like I don't yeah. think Shyamalan is a great filmmaker. I think he gets lucky with some stories sometimes. I don't I mean, he does some he does certain things very well, of course. I don't think he he's a good filmmaker, not a great filmmaker. You know what I'm saying? But like, he does I, write those stories, so Okay. So I mean, okay, there he's you go. He's got a vision, okay? He does. Right. It's an you, idea. You know, I and I respect it. Um but like but so but there's there's elements Dylan, of thing like there was such a weird uh I could talk about this for a long time. Um but like the 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 Rupert Grant homophobia arc was so interesting and absolutely nothing came of it it meant absolutely nothing they, they I don't know why he was chosen that they, they so they have this reveal that um one of them I forget which uh dad it was got attacked in a bar at one point several years ago by some yeah. fellow um uh, who went to jail blah 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 and then it is revealed. Oh, that's it, it's 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 Rupert Grint's character. It's it's him. He he did he did the hate crime, uh, but there's some ambiguity ambiguity about whether or not it was him. And then you find out it was, and which why? I didn't need to have the full like reveal that it definitely was. I think it would have worked the same if he just thought it was. You know, right? Because because it meant nothing. Because like, well, well, well what what I mean is like, what, is it just a coincidence? No. I think I meant something. I think because one of them, Andrew, is disenfranchised with the world because he's like, I guess, been subject to homophobia and like, sure, has less faith in humanity than the other. So I think it was like God testing him more because by selecting, because God selected these four horsemen to test okay. their love. So it, I, think I it guess it's like if we're a testing a test by choosing the one that hate okay. him. Okay, I see. So uh, you know what? I guess I'm just making the disconnect by like Batista's God rhetoric, you know, yeah. to like not actually be God, but to be sort of like some other force. But I guess if that's what we're going with, and and the movie I think is that's very what straight they up and want us to buy, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, so well, it's very bi- biblical, like fable, legend kind of, kind right, of right, right, right. So it's really weird. Um, I I liked it less than Dylan did. But um, let me talk about my problems with the movie. Um, my my biggest problems were I felt like, other than what we already discussed with the lack of surprise, like in that everything is spelled out fully from mm-hmm. almost from the get go. Everything Batista tells you is legit. Everything agreed, all of it, and it and you you could guess everything that's going to happen from really early on. Nothing like, was surprising. I bet they'll debate until the last moment, and of then... course. I mean, was they gonna just you know, kill? Because, because then, like they, they, uh, you know, they kill Ron Weasley, uh, Rupert Grant first, right? And like, well, okay, clearly they're gonna only have Batista left uh, by the end of this thing, and then that'll be the final debate, and then here we are, um, and then they're gonna have to make the decision anyway, you know, like the whole movie, the movie writes itself after the first act, and you realize that this is not gonna leave the cabin, right? Um, I also my my other problems with it um, were I thought it was like really, really hammy in terms of drama. I feel like there was so much like um, melodrama in the film. It was just like, oh, my God, can you believe it type of behavior um, where it wasn't subtle in any way. But I guess when you're doing an apocalyptic film, I guess, is it really going to be subtle? But I guess it could be because this movie really, to me, could have and should have been a character-driven movie because it looks like it could be a char- should be a character-driven movie, but it's not. It's a plot-driven movie, like I think. I think the plot is really the star of the the thing here because I think everything is about driving the plot forward to the end point, not about the characters. I think I think the um the performances that stood out to me though, like actor wise, are um the 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 dads were both really yeah, good. Yeah, Ben Aldridge and Jonathan and jo- Groff. Okay, I knew Jonathan Groff. I didn't know Ben Aldridge. Um, yeah, I don't know what he's from, but um, and I don't the the nurse apocalypse horseman was okay. She was all right. Um, yeah, 
Well, okay, let's talk about Batista. What did you think about him? I I thought I thought he was Sapper Morton. I thought he's like I thought he's like his his it's his like a uh, his um what do you call it? His mellow or his his um reserved character. Like I don't know. Like it, I don't think he was anything special. I thought this was the best I've seen him. Okay. Um but still like that being said, I think like the role he's playing a lot was asked of him cuz he's supposed to be a man like these four quote horsemen are like people who were chosen by God to like and shown visions and they're coming to this cabin and they know they have to make this couple make a choice otherwise the world will end and um they're supposed to be like have so much inner turmoil because they don't want to be doing this they don't want to be there um but and they, you like, get that from some to. of them yeah and then like have to to save humanity and um like that's like a a very layered nuanced uh, there's a lot there role for Batista and I'm not sure he like pulled it off in every scene um he did he had some bits where he was really like convincing and like yeah solid. this is the best we've seen him um but there were some parts where I could see him acting I felt like you know what I mean right and and that that's that's sort of what I mean is like the movie is designed to be a character piece but it doesn't feel like it to me it feels like a a plot film which um I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think about whether I agree with that. Yeah, I I, sh- I should have pre-gamed you with that one, uh, but like I think um, my my biggest issue is, uh, it just felt so. All the drama felt really forced, and I don't feel very much of the drama uh, came from a genuine source. It all felt like manufactured, um, and a lot of the. I said this to Dylan in a, in the chat, like it felt a lot of the stuff dealing with the, the, the relationship between the two dads felt a lot like um, whatever the straight equivalent of white savior is like, it wasn't bad and it wasn't like cringy to, to say, but it felt very much like um, I, I understand you, you know, type of um, allyship, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I think you, I benefit from you like priming me a little bit about that, um, uh-huh. because it it didn't seem that bad at all to me. But I I was maybe like preparing for something truly uh, like on the nose and like, right. offensive. You well, know, yeah, so yeah. that when yeah. it ended up being like a little bit preachy at times, I was like, oh, okay. Um, I do like I I did agree with you that like at some points it felt like the moral of the story was because they're basically like symbolizing i guess one of the most loving couples you know families in the Mm -hmm. world and that's why they're being chosen um so it it felt a little bit preachy from i guess Shyamalan's perspective because it was like it seemed like maybe the message was like queer people can love too just like everyone else and you see i'm not the audience but i know there's some people that that's the audience for who like maybe haven't been exposed to any queer stories or people or right you know like middle america or you know something like that people who that's for but like i didn't necessarily need that commentary but the, where i thought at least it was genuine you know what i mean like at least I, I will i will give it that at least it didn't feel like fake it was told very earnestly yeah someone you know right. like i, I believe it there was any ill intent at all None. or like and it's and, 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 and this is kind of an important uh movie in that like how many how many other major hollywood releases feature a queer couple yeah. with a with a child as like the lead yeah never so but it does not happen i think it's a good start there and um i did like like i'm think i was thinking about the plot driven versus character driven thing i guess i agree with you in the sense that I wanted more of the character-driven moments, but like I thought they were there, but they had they, they were did. introduced and then like not fully followed up on, which I would have liked more of. To me, it feels um, like um um like a, a good example might be like a a video game where you might have like a really interesting character-driven plot where you have a choice to kill this person or save this person, but the following cutscene remains the same whether you killed them or saved them. So you had an interesting character choice, but the plot is going to be what it's going to be regardless of whatever you did so like it mean it felt like your decisions don't have any weight 
And that's what that's sort of what I was getting out of out of this. But yeah. I want to say a positive thing about the movie is th- <laughs> um, they they really got to it, which yeah, I appreciate. Super quickly, they immediately scene one. Batista's there, dropping knowledge on this kid. Like you know what? I like it. They they knew Shyamalan knew what we were there for. He knew we see we've seen the trailer. We'll just get to it, and I appreciated that. But that but maybe that also hurt it because I was expecting there to be the other shoe to drop at some point, you know? Now I have a question for you. Yes. Would you have been angry if Andrew was correct? And it was kind of like a hoax, uh, put on by these four people and they were maybe homophobic and no, see, I never thought, I never thought that that was it. I always thought Andrew was delusional or, or Andrew was not wanting to accept the reality. But I was expecting something else to happen, N- not not them to be wrong. I, Batista was right the whole time, and I knew that that was going to be the case. They, they were clearly right. Well, once Andrew was grasping at straws, like, oh, that's pre-recorded. He knew about it. Like, you know, like that's clearly this is happening. It's legit. But there's I don't know what that twist could have been, or not not even a twist. I hate to say twist, um, but like something more than what we said at the top, you know, I yeah. think there could have been more, more layers to the story there. I was hoping that Andrew was right a bit. Um, or that, like you said, at least for some other layer, but I didn't, I think maybe that's why there was a little bit more tension for me. Um, than you, because I was like, part of me was hope, like holding on to that a bit, like wanting to find out whether or not they were lying or not. Um, right. And I didn't fully like, fully fully believe them until the end when you see you physically see the plane going over them oh yeah um, and you're like oh, okay like it is shaman so i thought maybe the twist was that they were lying um and especially with one of the guys being someone who might want revenge against them i thought maybe that's what was going to happen and then when it ended up just being like we said what they laid out that was right. disappointing to me but yeah I don't know. I guess that's my one recommendation is if you're seeing it is to just trust the story, you know, trust what they're telling you. I yeah. think I think the character moments are good, but not enough of of them. You know, I think like I, I touched on the duality of the two guys, but I think that that's what resonated with me the most. And it it was kind of like the B the B plot, you know, right. Um, and occasionally we would leave and, and have flashbacks. And I thought that stuff was most interesting because it informed how they would make the decision, you know, mm-hmm. but then it would like sometimes pivot to staying alive or trying to escape, which uh, is fun, but not necessarily compelling when it's Batista hiding behind a shower curtain. <laughs> that was something. Um, that was the dumbest moment. He clearly didn't fit through that little window. Yeah. Get out of here. Like, anyway, you think, you yeah. think Batista got through that little <laughs> tiny window. He's clearly in the shower. Okay. But anyway, um, let's, let's rate this movie. Um, we use the letterbox scale, uh, which is uh, 0.5 to 5, because there's no zeros. Um, I gave it a 2, um, because I did. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I would, I would, in theory, watch it again. I just think it was it had a lot of problems. Interesting. Like, I, I, I wouldn't... I'm trying to like, I, formulate mine. Uh... So, so, like... If I can, I, I can, I can help you out a little bit by continuing. Um, I think I, there's plenty of movies that I have on here that are a two that I like, but for different reasons. Like uh, I have movies that are bad that are twos, but there's also movies that I like that are twos. It's just you know it. I, I think I'm confused with your review because I feel like your review be- betrays your star rating. You know. Well, like I enjoyed it. I might watch it again too. I'm, well, I, I, I. I I wouldn't say I liked it a lot, but I I would watch this again. Like compared to a movie like Glass, I would never watch Glass again. Agreed. Ever. Yeah. What'd you get Glass? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't have that data. Let me see. Do I did I yeah, log I Glass? I don't go back that far. Uh um No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna retroactively give Glass a one. Okay. Um I, I gave it a three, and I think I'm gonna stick with that. Okay, um, which is like a sixty percent. Uh, I would recommend it to people because I think you'll have like a time watching it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, right. 
I don't think I don't see anyone watching it and like fully regretting their hour and a half that they gave to it. You know, like I gave Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness a two. Okay, yeah. Um, but I also gave Halloween Ends a two. They're, they're, they're different twos. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, there are there are different kinds of twos. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I think maybe like watch it with a group. Or like yes, a few people. Probably. So I saw it by myself. Fun t- it's fun to talk about it after, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would recommend you go see it as well. I think I think it's worth it's worth seeing in the theater. Um I think it would be better with a group too. Um, but yeah, I I I don't hate it. I just you know, I, I had I had a lot of issues with it. Um but I can I can see it being enjoyable for a lot of people. So yeah. But that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.